Psalm 117 will be week 183, hour 127. In fact, as of today, we have arrived at the 42-month mark, which if you think to the book of Revelation, will be the end points of the Antichrist's reign on the earth. The Lord Jesus Christ would govern during his first ministry, if you will, for 42 months the antichrist will govern if you will for 42 months just think back over the last three and a half years how much has happened if you're over 21 years of age you know what i'm talking about you can relate to it you can appreciate it we cover a lot of ground over the last three and a half years if the tribulation runs seven years put that together you get seven years some say it runs to three and a half some say it runs to seven years i believe it runs to seven years but either way if you start at the beginning to the midway mark we've covered that so the last three and a half years or if it's three and a half years we cover that also over the last three and a half years i want to expand on that more this morning father in heaven thank you for our salvation we can't thank you enough for that there are people all over the world today who are religious who are whipping themselves starving themselves uh trying to abstain from this and that very careful what they eat what they drink what they say what they do how they dress they watch themselves incredibly carefully lord and uh, they set a good example to those all around them but they're not saved and that's the tragedy of the matter we can't save ourselves lord only you can save us and we thank you so much for putting our names into your book and we give you thanks for a one-off blood atonement please bless today's live recording i want to look at two psalms lord god back to back and i pray you'll bless uh, the recording today the service today and afterwards as we break bread to be with us and we ask you to be with us now in jesus name amen and amen. amen so again 42 months we have spent going through the book of psalms and it's gone very quickly i must admit we started this back in i think it was may 2020 and here we are october 2023 and it's a very good example of how quickly time can go first half of the tribulation would have been and gone by now or the second half of the tribulation or the three and a half year period like i say would have been and gone by now very prophetical and these psalms are very fortuitous for today let's get busy psalm 117 verse 1 oh praise the lord all ye nations praise him all ye people in reference to a future event what of course go to revelation chapter 11 of course the word praise ye the lord is alleluia which i want to discuss uh today as well and uh in revelation chapter 11 at the end of the tribulation going back to my opening comments at the end of the three and a half year reign when the antichrist has been destroyed we read the following 11 15 and the seventh angel sounded and there were great voices in heaven saying the kingdoms of this world are become the uh, are become the kingdoms of our lord and of his christ and he shall reign forever and ever this takes place right at the end of the great tribulation the kingdoms plural of this world there's your continents governance a, gov a governments those that govern the world the kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our lord and of his christ and he christ shall reign forever and ever go back to psalm 117 oh praise the lord all ye nations that's everybody on the face of the earth praise him all ye people people and nations so in the context is looking forward to the great tribulation because of course when david wrote this the nations didn't know the lord they were savages they were pagans they were infidels 
So again, a good part of the Psalms is prophetical, which I made the case for three and a half years ago. Again, oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All ye nations, praise him, all ye people. Go back to Revelation, this time chapter 19 and uh, verse 1. Hallelujah. Uh, verse 3. Hallelujah. Verse 4. Hallelujah. Verse 6. Hallelujah. Spelt with an A. Four times the word hallelujah appears in the King James Bible. Go back to Psalm 117 this past week i caught a clip online it was a george harrison song uh, in dedication to harry krishna i left a comment saying uh, just so you all know you music aficionados the word hallelujah is a hebrew word it means praise jehovah praise the lord and of course uh, harry krishna is not jehovah and goes back to the Beatles era of course and I watched all these people, big orchestra as well. And I thought, apart from George Harrison, who's now dead, I don't believe any one of those people present is a believer in Harry Krishna. Mm -hmm. They've stolen the biblical term, Alleluia, spelt with an A, not an H. Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations, and they will, Revelation eleven fifteen. Praise him, all ye people. The Lord of bend the knee to King Jesus. Two, for his merciful kindness is great toward us. Antecedent, nations, verse one, people, verse one. And the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Go to John chapter 17. So in a, in a roundabout way, during David's day, you have what's called common grace, where the Lord took care of the nations. Uh, Acts 17 speaks about that. How God overlooked this and that, winked at this and that, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. We call that common grace. It won't save anybody, of course. But it's a picture of God's goodness, his mercy. John 17, 17, 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Go back to Psalm 117. For his merciful kindness is great toward us. Not just sufficient, but great toward us. And the truth of the Lord endureth forever. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Praise ye the Lord. Alleluia. Look at Psalm 118, verse 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever. Two scriptures. Go to Romans chapter 2, and then go to uh, Matthew 19. Romans 2, and look at verse... Let's see now. Verse... Uh, 2 2 verse 4 all despised are the riches of his goodness and forbearance and long suffering not knowing that the goodness of god leadeth thee to repentance he put up with you for many a year matthew 19 please matthew 19 and uh let's see now matthew 19 and uh, look at uh, uh, pick it up in uh, 16 and behold one came and said unto him good master what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life this man is a positive thinker he thinks people are good what do they say my good man they say uh, he was a very good man or she was a very good woman that term is used very loosely today and this man approaches Jesus who causes a personification of goodness but unfortunately he thinks all people are good good master what good thing shall i do that i may have eternal life and he said unto him why callest thou me good 
There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. Go back to Psalm 118. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Only he is good. Jesus Christ wasn't saying he isn't. He, uh, he wasn't saying he wasn't good. He's saying only God is good, and you're looking at him. What would he say? He that has seen me hath seen the Father. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy, mercy, mercy endureth forever. Yes, it does, but don't abuse it. Two, let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. As of right now, not many Jews are saying that in a general sense. Since last week's attack on Israel, I haven't heard any VIPs, any politicians calling for a day of prayer, a day of repentance. I'm not hearing anything really from any major characters. It's all, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. We've got the US on our side, which will be looked at in verses 8 and 9. Watch out Israel, two again. Let Israel now say that his mercy endureth forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endureth forever. There's your priest class. Israel, verse 2, like the whole nation. The priest class, verse 3, the sons of Aaron. Also to say that his mercy endureth forever. Look at verse 4. Let them now that fear the Lord say that his mercy endureth forever. Back to Revelation, please. Revelation chapter 7. This psalm is so prophetical, you wouldn't believe it. Psalm, excuse me, uh, Revelation, uh, Revelation 7. And uh, let's pick it up in verse 9. After this, something's happened. I beheld, and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues, stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. Tribulation saints, of course. And cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round about the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell, and fell before the throne in their faces and worshipped God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honour and power and might be unto our God for ever and ever. Amen. And one of the elders answered, saying unto me, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation. And I washed their robes and made them white, white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore are they before the throne of God, and serve him day and night in his temple. And he that sitteth on a throne shall dwell among them. You've now gone straight to the end of the tribulation, to the end of the thousand year reign, within just one or two verses. They shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more, neither shall the sun light on them, nor any heat. For the Lamb, which is in the midst of the throne, shall feed them, and shall lead them unto living fountains of waters. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. Go back to Psalm 118. For again, let them now that fear the Lord say that his mercy endureth forever. That took place in Revelation 7, which I've just shown you. Which is still to happen, incidentally. I'm a futurist, just for the record. The position seems to be held by most of the pre-trist position or the reformed position, or the historical position. I won't spend too much time discussing that, but we at this ministry hold to the futurist position, that this, that this will still happen, that this will happen one day in the future. Look at verse 5. I, put, uh, I called upon the Lord in distress. The Lord answered me, and set me in a large place, like took me out of obscurity, 
out of a narrow way and into a large place where I was safe and sound. Go to Second Samuel. Let's see who is writing this particular psalm. Second Samuel, and uh, I want twenty. Let's see now. Uh, twenty-two, 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 and uh, pick it up in. Uh, let's see now. Second uh, Samuel twenty-two. Four. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. Mine enemies. For the waves of death compassed me, surrounded me. The floods of the ungodly men made me afraid. The swords of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me in my distress. I called upon the Lord and cried to my God. And he did hear my voice out of his temple in heaven. And my cry did enter into his ears. It's David, of course. Go back to Psalm 118. Five again. I called upon the Lord in distress. It's David speaking. He wrote both passages. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. A large place, a large mansion. Six. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? Well, quite a lot. Go to Matthew chapter 10. Man can uh, take your wife from you, your husband from you, your children from you. Man can uh, take your money from you. And uh, man can make you homeless. Uh, man can take your uh, driving license away from you and uh, punish you in ways you couldn't possibly imagine. But he can't take your soul. That's the whole point of this passage. Matthew 10, 20... Eight and fear not them which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul, but rather fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. That's why you are to keep your eyes on God Almighty. Romans chapter eight, please. Romans chapter eight. And uh, look at thirty-one. What should we then say to these things of God before us? Who can be against us? Jump down to, uh, let's see now, 37. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. 38. I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, Shall be able to separate us from love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Go back to Psalm 118. We call this eternal security. Nothing else will work. And I spent 21 years preaching this. And that's not always popular with many people. Most people think that they can lose their salvation. That's called infused righteousness. And they say this, that when you believed, when you got baptized, when you confessed Christ, when you joined a church, when you first spoke in tongues... That was the beginning of your salvation. And if you don't continue to walk with the Lord, you lose your salvation. 90% of Christendom holds to that position. That's the incorrect way to understand the atonement. Uh, once you believed on the, on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, you were saved and sealed. Under the day of redemption, that's found over in Ephesians chapter 4. And just very briefly, the analogy I've used over the years would be of having a jar and you open the jar you put something into the jar and you seal it shut it can't come out impossible to come out that's you safe and the beloved sealed. once you are sealed in the beloved you can't get out it's, it's impossible mm. 
uh, once you are put on a cross, you can't get off the cross. It's impossible. You are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, uh, nevertheless, I live with Christ, crucified with Christ. Going back to uh, Christ lives in us. He's the hope of glory. And therefore we are crucified with him. We are buried with him. We are raised with him. Again, I won't spend too much time discussing that. But that's the wonderful way to explain the atonement. 6 again, 118 verse 6. The Lord is on my side. I will not fear. You shouldn't fear, but sometimes you do fear. David was fearful of Absalom. We spent many a week looking at that. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? Well, he can't take your salvation from you, but he can take your uh, body. He can take your family, like I say, your money, your health even. So watch out. Seven. The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. Go to the book of Hebrews. When I was younger, I wanted an older brother. I think most people do. Never had any brothers. But uh, the picture here in the book of Hebrews is of the greatest brother that anybody could ever hope for. Unfortunately, the, uh, the Mormons believe that Jesus and Satan are brothers. What a blasphemous belief. They hold to that. And uh, all these false religions, they all attack the deity of God Almighty. The Lord taketh my part with them. We say... Uh, uh, he's my ally uh, I'll take sides with you basically going back to verse 6 the Lord is on my side uh, verse 7 the Lord taketh my part with them that help me an ally like I say therefore shall I see my desire upon them that hate me Jesus would say they hated me without a cause Hebrews 2 and uh, a wonderful passage 11 for both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one for its cause you're not ashamed to call them brethren jesus christ not ashamed to call us brethren saying i will declare thy name unto my brethren second time in the midst of the church will i sing praise unto thee come back to psalm 118 so jesus christ is our older brother and of course god is our father and i challenge anybody listening to this recording today to match that to beat that any other religion in islam they don't call uh allah father they call him the god so if you see Muslims online using the term the father to be God, they are being dishonest. There's nothing in the nothing in the Quran that allows the Muslim to see Allah as their father. That's not part of Islam whatsoever. And therefore, uh, verse 7 again, uh, The Lord taketh my part with them that help me. Uh, therefore, shall I see my desire upon them that hate me. So for the Old Testament, the saints were allowed to call for the destruction of their enemies. You find that throughout the Old Testament... David said, I count the Lord's enemies as mine own enemies. New Testament, you're told to pray for your enemies. So there's a different dispensation. That's why Paul told you to rightly divide the word of truth. For the Old Testament, you could pray for the destruction of your enemies, but not for the New Testament. You're told to turn the other cheek. You're told to go the extra mile. There's a different dispensation. For the Old Testament, their saints were covered. New Testament, our, excuse me, for the Old Testament, the saints, excuse me, in the Old Testament, the sins of the saints were covered. But for the New Testament, the sins of the saints have been uh, been cleared. Covered for the Old Testament, cleared for the New Testament. For the Old Testament, the saints went into the ground when they died. New Testament, we go straight to the third heaven. There's a major difference between the Old and the New Testament. And uh, look at verse, let's see now, verse 8. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It doesn't say never put confidence in man, but it says it's better to put confidence in God Almighty again. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Man 
Might, military. Man's military might. We're seeing it all over the place. Look at Poland. They want to match Germany in NATO. They want to match uh, Turkey in NATO. They want to repel Russian aggression. They want to have 400,000 troops by the end of, I think it's 2025. They have tripled, if not quadrupled, their military spending. They're putting confidence in men, basically. And yet Poland is a Catholic country. Look at Israel, armed to the teeth at the moment. Look at uh, China, armed to the teeth. Look at North Korea, armed to the teeth. Again, look at uh, eight in more detail. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Man. Go to Second Thessalonians. This is a prophetical passage, like I said a few moments ago. And the main theme of the scripture is not the virgin birth. It's not the new birth. It's not uh, getting saved or speaking in tongues. Uh, it's not church service or ministry work. The main theme of the scripture is the king coming back for his kingdom. Better to trust in the Lord and about confidence in man. Who is this man? Uh, 2 Thessalonians 2. Uh, look at verse 3. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come. Except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed. The son of perdition. Go to Matthew 24 quickly. I want to go to the open air pulpit. In the next couple of weeks. And go through Matthew 24 verse by verse. I've had no time as of late. But I will get up there hopefully by the end of the month. Uh, Matthew 24. Matthew 24. Four and uh, I think it's verse three or four. It's verse four, Matthew twenty-four, verse four. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man, no man deceive you, no man deceive you. Let no man deceive you by any means. Second Thessalonians two three. For that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man, that man, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. There's your antichrist. Go back to Psalm one hundred eighteen. Psalm 118. It gets more fascinating, this particular psalm. Psalm 118. Historically sung in Hebrew, in around the uh, tabernacle, in around the uh, temple. But like I said, three and a half years ago, there are one, two, three, three, made that four applications when it comes to reading the Old Testament to any testament. You've got the historical, the prophetical, the spiritual, the doctrinal. That's four applications. Historical, prophetical, doctrinal, spiritual. If you get into a jam and you can't work out the passage, just spiritualize it and then come back next time and go through it in a more in-depth, methodical way. So verse 8, uh, better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Look at verse 9. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Man in verse 8, princes in verse 9. Who is this prince? Go to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter let's see now. Ephesians chapter two. And uh let's see now. Two uh did, 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 two two two. Where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Go back to Psalm 118. You've seen the man of sin. In Second Thessalonians chapter two, you see the prince, the power of the air. In Ephesians chapter two, one eighteen says, "Don't put confidence in man, 
in reference to the ultimate man of sin. Verse 9 says, don't put confidence in princes, going back to the prince of the power of the air, being the devil, of course. Look at 10. All nations compass me about. In a sense, the lesser David, but ultimately in the greater sense of the, or in the, in the ultimate sense of the greater David. But in the name of the Lord, will I destroy them? Well, David didn't destroy the nations. Go to Isaiah chapter 40. Isaiah chapter, whoops. Just lost my page there. 40 and pick it up in uh, 15. Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket. USA, EU, UK, China, all those nations, North Korea, South Korea, unaccounted as the small dust of the balance. Behold, he taketh up the isles. Behold, he taketh up the isles as a very little thing. And Lebanon is not sufficient to burn. Very much in the news at the moment, Lebanon. Nor the beasts thereof sufficient for burnt offering. All nations before him as are excuse me, all nations before him are as nothing. Fifteen, drop in a bucket, seventeen, less than nothing. They're counted to him less than nothing and vanity. There goes your pride, you pride pe you proud people that uh, worship your countries. 118 again please 10 all nations 10 is a gentile number did you notice that all nations gentile nations israel will be excluded of course she's not to be numbered amongst the nations and yet look at israel today getting handouts from the usa germany the uk prohibited in the old testament but of course she's rejected the new testament but she picks and chooses the old testament it doesn't work that way all nations compass me about well, in a sense, it's the lesser David, but ultimately in reference to the greater David, because, of course, he lives in us, the hope of glory. But in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. There's going to be power. Look at uh, 11. They compass me about. Look at uh, 12. They compass me about like bees. Go back to verse 1. All nations compass me about. 11. They compass me about. 12 they compass me about like bees what's going on here let's break this down all nations verse 10 compass me about second advent armageddon megiddo but in the name of the lord will i destroy them revelation 19 11 they compass me about they surrounded me as of right now israel is surrounded by what 200 million Mohammedans. they compass me about yea they compass me about twice that's been mentioned but in the name of the lord i will destroy them it's a repeat from verse 10, 12. They come as me about like bees. Now bees can sting. And yet bees give you honey. This is a bit of sweet attack. They are quenched as a fire of thorns. From the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. Let's try and identify this enemy. Go to uh, Deuteronomy chapter... Let's see now. Deuteronomy chapter... 1. And then go to Isaiah 60, 66, Deuteronomy 1, this is, this is the Torah, which the Quran speaks about time after time, and the Injil, that's the Gospel, you speak to Muslims, like you should always remind them that in their book, the Torah and the Injil are spoken as being very, uh, very favoured books, but I won't discuss that this morning. Come with me like bees quenched as a fire of thorns Christ would wear a crown of thorns in the name of the Lord I will destroy them 
You'll destroy the death once and for all. Deuteronomy 1, 1, uh, 1, 44. And the Amorites, which dwelt in that mountain, came out against you and chased you as bees do, and destroyed you in Seir, even unto Hamath, or Hamuth, Hamath. Uh, Isaiah 66, of so the Amorites were wiped out. They were in the land of Canaan, before the Jews took it for themselves. And uh, you've got the uh, the Amorites, the Amalets, all these groups, the uh, Jebusites, and the Hittites. And of course, the Hittites gave us uh, Bathsheba. And I think her husband also was a Hittite for memory. I want Isaiah 66. Isaiah 66. And uh, let's see now. Isaiah 66. And uh, look at verse 20, 24. And they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me. Do you realize in uh, the thousand year reign you'll see people in hell? Yeah. For their worms shall not die. That's found over in Mark chapter 9. Neither shall their fire be quenched. That knocks out annihilation for the Jehovah's Witnesses and the Christadelphians, and they shall be an and they shall be an abhorring unto all flesh. Psalm 118, verse 12 again. They compass me about like bees, Gentile nations like bees waiting to sting. They are quenched as the fire of thorns burning in hell. Found back here in Isaiah 66, where their worm never dies. That's the picture of the hell. That's the picture of hell fire, and of course the worm is your soul. It doesn't die. For the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. So the Amorites back in Deuteronomy uh, chapter one were hill people, and uh, they worshipped in the high places. And of course, when the Jews went into the land, they retained that pagan belief. Uh, going back to the Tower of Babel, let's get close to God. And that's the problem, of course, with heathenism. They don't know who God is, and they mess around with uh, pagan practices. And that's where you're told to not follow the traditions of men. And again, uh, Deuteronomy 1, 44. Uh, Amorites which dwelt in that mountain came out against you and chased you as bees do and destroyed you. Destroyed you. Of course the Lord had to step in and deal with this group of people Gentiles so you think of what's going on with Israel at the moment and Israel is on a knife edge it could go either way quite honestly uh, 118 13 though I thrust saw at me that I might fall but the Lord helped me the devil tried to get Christ to obey him to follow him and of course he would say it is written it is written it is written thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God he went straight to the scripture as would David as should all of us verse 14 the Lord is my strength and song and has become my salvation go back to Isaiah please Isaiah chapter let's see now chapter 12 verse 1 and in that day thou shalt say O Lord I will praise thee hallelujah but thou wast angry with me thine anger is turned away and thou comfortest me. The comforter was sent to comfort the church. But here this is in reference to Israel of course. Behold God is my salvation. 
I will trust, not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also is become my salvation. Go back to Psalm 118. Let's keep moving on. Verse 15. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The tents of the righteous. Christ tabernacled with us during the first advent. He's been inside of us since uh, we were all born again. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. Look at 16. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. Once in verse 15. Twice in verse 16. Three in one. One in three. And in one in the middle died for me. Let's go to Acts chapter 5. Let's keep breaking this psalm down. Acts chapter 5. On the surface it looks like an ordinary psalm. But that's not how the Bible, that's not how the Bible is laid out. This book is dynamite. That's why it's banned in about I think eight or nine countries around the world, and it's in, in some ways it's, it's unof, in, in some ways unofficially it's banned in Britain as well unofficially. Yeah. I saw a preacher just a few nights ago in East London preaching on the street, uh, and the police were all over him like bees. <laughs> Going back to verse twelve here, yeah. and he's able to repel them. But I thought to myself, if they could ban that book, they would. Yeah. If Islam wasn't a religion, they would ban it, but they won't dare, of course. I want Acts 5, uh, let's see, Acts 5, verse uh, 30. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree, you Jews. Now the term tree means an accursed death, going back to Absalom and Judas dying a cursed death. We discussed that I know of late. 31. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a saviour, for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. There's no reason for anybody not to be saved. Go back to Psalm 118, 16 again. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. We say he's my right hand man. He's the heir apparent. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. I'll just jump one. In fact, go back to verse 15, excuse me. The voice of rejoicing and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord doeth valiantly. Go to Philippians chapter 2. It's all good of course. But uh, Philippians chapter. Let's see now. I think it's Philippians chapter 2. Uh, sounds like it would be. Philippians 2. And uh, let's pick it up in verse 9. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him. Raised him up. And given him a name which is above every name. He's put uh, his word above his name. You've got two truths here. No contradictions. You've got two truths. Is it Psalm 100 and... Uh, which one is it now? Psalm 130... I think it's Psalm 138. He's put his word above his name. And here, given him a name, which is above every name. That's the name of Jesus. Every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Hell fire. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, and I mean Lord, in reference to God Almighty, to the glory of God the Father. Go back to Psalm 118. It gets more uh, fascinating as we work through this psalm. We're not through with it yet. 118. And uh, let's see now. 118. Uh, 17. I shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Go to John chapter 11. Then go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 
4. John 11 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. John 11 and pick it up in verse 25. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. Present tense. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? You better say amen and amen. First Thessalonians chapter 4, please. First Thessalonians chapter 4. And uh, pick it up in, I think it's verse 16. 4, 16, yeah, 4, uh, let's see now. Uh, go back to verse, uh, let's see now. Pick it up in verse uh, 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, that's how he got saved. Even so, them also which sleep in Jesus, they've already died, will God bring with him in the rapture. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, which cannot be broken, thy word is truth, that we which are alive and remain of the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. We won't stop them. For the Lord himself, and I mean Jesus Christ, not Michael the archangel, shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel. It's like an angelic escort or an angel blowing the trumpet shouts of the voice of the archangel and with the trump of god and the dead in christ shall excuse me and the dead in christ shall first excuse me and the dead in christ shall rise first then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the lord in the air and so shall we ever be with the lord wherefore comfort one another with these words go back to psalm 118 118 17 again i shall not die but live and declare the works of the Lord. Now in the, in, in the historical context. This is aimed at David of course. Who wasn't killed. He escaped at least uh, two coup d'etats. And uh, he would live to a good old age of around 70. His son of course wasn't a patch on his old father. His old man. He died around the age of 58. Uh, 18. The Lord hath chastened me sore. Well, he whipped David many a time. And he would whip uh, Solomon. He gave him, I think, two or three adversaries to buffet him in his latter years. The Lord hath chastened me sore, but he hath not given me over unto death. Second Corinthians 5, please. Second Corinthians 5. And uh, look at verse, let's see now. Uh, 6. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. We walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Go back to Psalm 118. The Lord hath chastened me sore. He's whipped me black and blue. He uh, chastens every son whom he receiveth. But he's not given me over unto death. Some people alive on the earth at a point in the future will never die. Going back to the imminency of the rapture. And it could be this week. Could be today. Could be the next hour. Who knows? But the truth is it's imminent. And those of us who, who are alive when the Lord comes, first Thessalonians chapter four will go up. And of course we will never die. That's picture with Enoch, of course. He was taken and he never died. Of course, Elijah will die in the tribulation. But uh, for the Old Testament, Enoch is a great picture of a man or woman who will never die. Keep moving on, please. Verse 19. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them. And I will praise the Lord. Hallelujah again. Go back to Revelation. This time chapter 20. Uh, let's see. And I want 20. 21. 21. Uh, 
21, 12. And had a wall great and high, and had twelve gates, and at the gates twelve angels, and names written thereon, which are the name which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. Go back to 118, verse 19. Open to me the gates of righteousness, and I will go into them, and I will praise the Lord. This is aimed at those that go through the tribulation, and of course are in the millennial reign. Going back to the nations that take from the tree of life. The fruit from the tree of life where they can continue to survive which goes back to genesis 1 2 and 3 of course we don't get saved by taking the fruits from the tree we get saved by believing the one who died on the tree look at verse uh, 20 this gate of the lord into which the righteous shall enter uh, go to ezekiel let's see now and ezekiel i think it's 40 44 and back to Revelation 22. Ezekiel 44. And uh, pick it up in verse 1. Then he brought me back the way of the gates of the outward sanctuary, which looketh toward the east, and it was shut. Then said the Lord unto me, This gate shall be shut, it shall not be opened, and no man shall enter it by it, because the Lord, the God of Israel, hath entered it hath, excuse me hath entered in by it therefore it shall be shut must be jesus christ of course for it is for the prince the prince he shall sit in it to eat bread before the lord he shall enter by the way of the porch of that gate and to go out by the way of the same back to revelation so the prince could be one of three people it could be david it could be joshua it could be joseph Joseph, David, or Joshua. Of course, Joshua means Jehovah. Joshua means Yeshua. Yeshua is Joshua, which means Jehovah saves. David means greatly beloved. This is my beloved son. Uh, Joseph, of course, was sold out by his brethren. First advent, reconciled. Uh, second advent. So many types and shadows and where to go. You couldn't make this stuff up. You just couldn't make this stuff up. Uh, what do I want? Revelation 22. Revelation 20. Two, and uh, let's see now the gate, of the, the, uh, the gate, this gate of the Lord, into which the righteous shall enter. And uh, chapter twenty-two. Let's see now what the correct verse number for this. Twenty-two. And uh, he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb in the midst of the street of it, and either side of the river was it the tree of life which bare twelve manner of fruits and yielded her fruit every month and the leaves and the leaves and the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations and there's one more verse i want to just tie in and if i can find it well tied in with this particular psalm uh 118 this gate the lord into which the righteous shall enter okay 120 a psalm I'm saying Psalm 118. Yeah, Revelation 22. And uh, I want uh, verse 11. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. He which is filthy, let him be filthy still. He that is righteous, let him be righteous still. He that is holy, let him be holy still. And there's one more. Yeah, it's verse 15. Excuse me. Here we are. Make it verse 14, actually. Make it 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city for without 
15 are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie go back to Psalm 118 in reference to those in hell fire of course you see Revelation bounces back and forth we just finished uh, Daniel 8 and I've almost finished Daniel 9 and Daniel 7 and Daniel 8 it goes back and forth back and forth a comma will give you two three thousand years then you go back to it it gives you the first advent and it gives you the second advent it gives you the antichrist's arrival and he's in hell burning back and forth back and forth you got four accounts in revelation of the last days and daniel gives you i think three to four accounts of what's going to happen during the last days so daniel and revelation go together but i don't want to confuse you let's go back to psalm 118 like i say this is a very fascinating scripture to look at this morning so you got gates in verse 19 which it's looked at in reference to the third and final temple verse 20 the gate of the lord into which the righteous shall enter uh, again going into eternity post the thousand year reign 21 i will praise thee for thou hast heard me and i become my salvation second peter chapter one please second peter chapter one and let's see now this is second peter yeah second peter one second peter one one simon peter a servant and apostle of jesus christ to them that obtain like precious faith with us to the righteousness of god and our savior jesus christ our savior i jump down to verse uh 11 for an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our lord and savior jesus christ only simon peter says lord and savior i'll give you uh one more chapter three we said to people do you know christ is your lord and savior we get it from simon peter verse 18 but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ to him be glory both now and forever amen back to 118 please 22 the stone which the builders refused there's your free will it's become the headstone of the corner now i don't know much about masonry but i know that well i believe that when you build a property you start with a chief cornerstone and then you build up if there's no chief cornerstone you have no building basically this is the lord's doing uh, 23 it is marvelous in our eyes this goes back to the lord using sarcasm and the word our eyes or the, the term our eyes could be the plural of majesty uh, let us make man in our image but the plural of majesty didn't kick in until the uh let's see now about 800 years before christ the term plural of majesty is actually a persian uh description going back to the days of uh, daniel and esther 22 the stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner this is the lord's doing it is marvelous in our eyes now it's marvelous in the fact that christ is the lord's right hand man back to verse uh, 15 and 16 it's also marvelous that some people dismiss this and therefore will perish go to ephesians chapter 2 please now the term the stone which the builders refused is found i think five times in the bible five times uh, the virgin birth is only mentioned in luke's gospel and uh going back to the main theme of the book is a king and a kingdom uh here's ephesians actually Let's see now uh, ephesians 
Yes, Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians 2. 2. Uh, I see now. 2. 2.19. Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ, himself being the chief cornerstone. Without me you can do nothing, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. Going back to your body, it's a temple of the Holy Ghost. In whom you also build it together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. He comes makes his abode with us. Go back to Psalm 118. 118. 24. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Who is the we? Go back to Psalm chapter 2. Now, in Psalm chapter 2, we spent, I think, four Sundays looking at this particular psalm. And this feeds back into the eternal sonship of Christ, or the generational sonship of Christ, which I won't discuss this morning. It's too complicated. It takes too much time. Uh, but in Psalm chapter 2, let's try, to, uh, let's try to identify this day. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We in reference to the Trinity, verse 23. Marvellous in our eyes, not the plural of majesty, but in reference to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. 22. The stone which the builders refused is become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvellous, marvellous, marvellous in our eyes. Psalm 2. Let's try and identify this day. Psalm 2. Look at verse uh, 7. I will declare the decree the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son this day. This day have I begotten thee. 11. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. The Lord with fear. 12. Kiss the son. The Son is the Lord, verse 11, and he's been declared to be the Son in verse 7. Go back to Psalm 118. Let's keep moving on. This is the day which the Lord hath made, going back to Christ's uh, reign on the earth. Uh, going back to uh, verse 10, nations surrounded me, 11 surrounded me, 12 surrounded me. Uh, latter part of verse 12, in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them, Armageddon. Uh, 13 thou hast thrust me sore in that i might fall going back to the lesser and greater day but both being at both being attacked by the devil but the lord the father helped me a 14 the lord is my strength and song and has become my salvation going back to david of course which we looked at last week in the book of acts how his uh, flesh how his flesh uh, saw corruption but christ's did not uh, psalm 118 still Look at verse 25. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee. Send now prosperity. Psalm 122. Prosperity. That's where most people uh, want to be associated with. They want to go to prosperity churches. And uh, 122. Look at uh, 7. Peace be within thy walls. And prosperity within thy palaces, aimed at the future temple. Six, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. They shall prosper that love thee. Eight, for my brethren and companions, uh, for my brethren and companions' sake, I will now say, Peace be within thee. Because of the house of the Lord, our God, I will seek thy good. Third temple, of course. I'll give you one more. Go back to Genesis, this time chapter four. 
Genesis chapter 4. And uh, we're not through yet. Genesis chapter 4. And uh, send now, I beseech thee, O Lord, O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. Prosperity. Genesis 4. Genesis 4. Look at verse uh, 26. And to Seth, to him also, there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. And then, then, then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. You don't call in his name until you know him. And here he's calling the name of the Lord for prosperity. He wants his son, Enos, to be blessed. And he wants his seed to be blessed. Save now, I beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, send now prosperity. I'll give you one more. Go to Second John. Most people, when they get into Christianity, think that God wants them healthy and wealthy all of the time. And if they're sick or... Uh, if they're sick or poor, that they are somehow accursed, which is ridiculous. Paul was sick all of his life, and he was uh, homeless at times as well. Of course, these people who preach that type of message are super wealthy, never suffered a day in their lives. I think it's uh, second. Make it uh, make it three, John. Three, John. Three, John. Uh, let's see now. Three, John. One. The elder, unto the well beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Go back to Psalm 118. So you can pray for this and that. You can pray for riches. If you get it, praise the Lord. If you don't, praise the Lord. Pray for a wife or a husband if you haven't got one. Pray for children if you haven't got any. Uh, pray for this or that. Just keep praying. The, uh, the account of Genesis is a great example when men began to call on the name of the Lord. And they wanted to have help with this and help with that. Uh, and that's what we should be doing all of the time praying for this praying for that uh, 26 blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord we have blessed you out to the house of the Lord Matthew 23 please Matthew 23 and uh, let's see now Matthew 23 23:30. Uh, 37 O Jerusalem Jerusalem thou that killest the prophets wow and stonest them which are sent unto thee how often would I have gathered thy children together even as a hen gathereth her chickens under her wings and ye would not behold your house is left unto you desolate talk about uh, timely mm -hmm. for I say unto you ye shall not see me henceforth till ye shall say blessed Blessed he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Jesus Christ, of course. Go back to Psalm 126. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Jesus Christ. We have blessed you out of the house of the Lord. We, Nicodemus, possibly. Anna, possibly. Uh, Joseph of Arimathea, possibly. Simeon, possibly. But most uh, would say, uh, let his blood be on us and on our children. And it has been. 27. God is the Lord. Anacedent, verse 26. He that cometh in the name of the Lord. God is the Lord, 27. Jesus Christ is God. Which hath showed us light. Let there be light and the light of the world. Bind thee sacrifice with cords, even unto the horns of the altar. 28. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. What's it all about? Go to John chapter 20. Lord and Saviour, you better be. 
and uh, he's your Lord even if you don't uh, want to think of him as being so he's your Lord and your Saviour mm. 20 uh, 2028 and Thomas Arton said unto him my Lord my Lord and my God capital L capital G this is in the Jehovah's Witness Bible incidentally the NWT they haven't changed it and they can't really explain it because of course they don't believe Jesus Christ is God Almighty thou art my God thou art my God I will praise thee I will exalt thee we worship Jesus Christ Jesus Christ is God's uh, express image and that drives the Jews crazy Orthodox Jews can't stand that but that's their loss our gain 29 O give thanks unto the Lord for he is good it starts in verse 1 O give thanks unto the Lord for he is good but of course nobody's good but God give thanks unto the Lord for he is good for his mercy endureth forever one more Romans chapter 3 we will close Romans chapter 3 Romans chapter 3 and uh, if people could get over themselves and uh, not just stuck on themselves uh, more would get saved 3 uh, 3 pick it up in uh, let's see pick it up in verse uh, 10 as it is written there is none righteous no not one that's your mother your father your husband your wife your children your grandchildren there is none that understandeth there is none that seeketh after God without exception they're all gone out of the way they are, to, they are together become unprofitable there is none that doeth good no not one did you get that there is none that doeth good pre or post your salvation no not one whatever you do that is good comes from God Almighty he lives inside of us there is none that doeth good no not one so Psalm 118 just a few points and I'll close what you've seen this morning is a picture of Christ's deity amen like 27 God is the Lord the Holy Ghost is the Lord the Father is the Lord and I showed the right hand uh, the right hand of the Lord in verse 15 and 16 mentioned three times in reference to the Trinity I showed you the uh, the man of sin in verse 8 the devil in verse 9 I showed you the second advent 10 11 and 12 I showed you the Gentile nations at least one being wiped out they'll all be wiped out in uh, Revelation chapter 9 and it was done so through the name of the Lord latter part of verse 12 and I showed you also the gates, New Jerusalem, 19, uh, 19 and uh, 20. The righteous will enter in. You are declared to be righteous through the new birth. You're not righteous in and of yourself. Uh, verse 21, I will praise thee. Going back to 117 verse 1, praise the Lord. And I will praise thee, 21, in reference to Jehovah God. Hallelujah, like I say. Only found four times in the Bible, all in the book of Revelation. For the, for the last days uh, for thou hast heard me number one and art become my salvation thou hast heard me somebody called in his name and thou hast heard me uh, and therefore you've become my salvation Jesus Christ means Jehovah saves 22 the stone which the builders refused first advent is become the headstone of the corner still is to, the, to this day so Christ the prophets the uh, apostles Build the they are they, they lay the foundation Christ is the cornerstone and the apostles and prophets are built on top of that we are little stones put into the mix you understand of course is it's an analogy of a building this is the Lord's doing 23 it is marvelous in our eyes father son and spirit 
not the plural of majesty. Don't allow the oneness people to steal the Trinity from you, or the Muslims to make fun of the Trinity. If they don't understand it, it's not for them. 24. This is the day which the Lord hath made. King Jesus gets his crown. We will rejoice. Partly pictured at the first advent, but ultimately at the second advent. And be glad in it. We'll be like cheering, roaring. Uh, you think back to the uh, the beamer seats when they were running to get the crown. When they uh, when they when they uh, when they won the race, they were given a wreath which they wore, and the Colosseum was on fire, just shouting and screaming. If you've ever been to a rock concert, and I've been to one or two. It's deafening, just deafening. We will rejoice and be glad in it when he becomes King Jesus. Going back to twenty six, blessed be he that cometh in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you, past tense. We have blessed you, but not yet. It'll happen one day. We have blessed you out to the house of the Lord. Going back to the third and final temple. 25. Save now, beseech thee, O Lord. Are you saved? Save now, beseech thee, O Lord. O Lord, bese I beseech thee. Send now prosperity. Take care of us here and now, O Lord. And then 27. God is the Lord. Jesus Christ is God Almighty. The mighty God. The everlasting Father. Not God the Father, of course, but Israel's Father which hath showed us light going back to his first advent by the sacrifice with cords uh, he was bound to a cross even unto the horns of the altar his cross was an altar he was tied to the cross nailed to the cross and he had a he had a crown of thorns on his head like horns 28 thou art my god number one and i will praise thee thou art my god number two i will exalt thee in reference to the second advent. O give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good. Not much to be added to that. For his mercy. Found back in 117 verse 2. For his mercy endureth forever. The atonement was a one off event. With eternal consequences. His mercy is eternal. His grace will be limited of course. Once the church has been removed. We go into the tribulation period. I say we mankind that is of course. And it'll be at least three and a half to seven years. Take your pick. I hold to the seven year tribulation period. And I hold to the fact that the first seven years will be the, the, uh, the, the beginning of sorrows. Which runs to three and a half years. Which I feel like we've lived in over the last three and a half years. If I'm honest with you. Mm -hmm. Then the second and final part is when the Antichrist comes onto the world stage. With the false prophet. The third temple may be built before or after that. I'm not overly sure. The 144,000 come at the second part of the tribulation of course that is what we're looking forward to i say we those that hold to the premillennial return of christ so three and a half to seven take your pick but uh, either way what we've done over the last three and a half years is a picture of how quickly time can go but i'm way over time so we'll close it there and then next week come back and start the big psalm psalm 119 which will take at least probably five sundays to do it justice